0: Okay, good morning, everybody. This is the Armor Report bonus edition all about cannabis and our favorite theme, cannabis investing. Now, um, what I'm going to do today is just give you some thoughts directly off our trading desk about the conference calls that we covered in the last 24 hours for three of the most important cannabis stocks that we follow and that's going to be canopy growth, Charlotte's web and true So those are the things I'm going to discuss here. I'm going to go over with you the key takeaways that we feel are important off our trading desk. I'm not going to bore you with, you know, financial numbers and, and, and all of these things. You can get all that information, by going online and reading stuff yourself. So what I'm going to do after listening to these conference calls is just share with you what I think is actually important, okay? Um, when it comes to the investment theme, whether or not we're on the right theme, whether this still is an investing super cycle, which I believe it is, but let's, let's look at that. Let's constantly challenge that um, thesis that I have and that maybe some of you have. That watch this. We're all maybe in, in uh, cannabis enthusiasts, and we have to make sure we keep challenging our belief about whether or not we should have capital invested in this space. So we're going to do that. And then we're going to drill down into each of the three companies. And I'm going to share with you, you know, um, um, how they're doing from a business standpoint. Forget about the stocks for a minute. They're all getting crushed. We're in the bit, midst of a bit of a market meltdown. Those of you who... Um, uh, watched yesterday's uh, live stream, you know, know that we have been calling for risk off across the board, high cash positions in portfolios, short positions on for aggressive accounts. And so, in the midst of all that, um, you know, trying to look at the stock prices of cannabis stocks today and understand what it means based on fundamentals is kind of a waste of time. There's a bit of a disconnect. The market is suffering dramatically across the board. Everything's going down. So what I'm going to share with you are just what are the fundamentals of those three companies and how do they rank on our whiteboard of importance. So let's get to it. Uh, This is, of course, a live trading desk. So all the information I'm sharing with you, I'm actually trading right now. I got screens around me. I might be interrupted. Bear with me. Um, As usual, I have to say to you, I'm not telling you what stocks to buy, when to buy them, how to buy them. I'm just educating you on facts off of my trading desk and how I manage my own capital and the capital I'm investing for for investors we work with, all of whom have accounts at interactive brokers that are linked to our model portfolios. We have four model portfolios. You can see them on our website, rosenthalcapital.com, and you can see how they're allocated. So for those of you who don't know Um, or haven't seen the website or not following along with what I've been saying, we've been risk-off high cash since the 4th of August. And you can see in our model portfolios, I'm sharing this information with you free of charge to help you protect your capital during times like this so you have capital to take advantage of the weakness. And you'll see on our model portfolios Ha- we've had almost zero cannabis exposure or very small cannabis exposure for a couple of months now so even though I believe this is an investing super cycle and I think there's huge upside in cannabis stocks over the next three to five to ten years that doesn't mean that I sit here and suck the pipe pun intended as these stocks go through the uh, go through the bottom okay as they implode I don't just sit here and twiddle my thumbs and say, oh, well, it's a great investment theme. It's going to work over the long haul. Okay? There's absolutely no need to put your capital at risk like that. You take shots. You use stop losses to protect yourself, and then you look for the next bottoming situation, and you put capital to work again. How do you know where to put the capital? You keep doing your research, your homework. You listen to conference calls like the ones I'm about to go over with you so you know what should be at the top of your whiteboard when the window opens again for us to make investments in this space. Now, before I get into it, let's take a quick peek at MJ, right? That's the ETF of, of a broad range of cannabis companies. And I put this chart up a couple days ago. So it bears looking at again today before we get any further. Okay, the green line here I drew for you is the, the price these assets were trading at when constellation brands put four billion into um, into Canopy Growth. I actually told you over here, all the way at the end of this chart that we had a risk-on opportunity right here at the end at the beginning of August. Okay. But incredibly tight stops because the market's imploding and we have risk off everywhere else. So for our conservative accounts, we, don't, we, we didn't own any cannabis. For some of our aggressive accounts, we have a piece of MJ, but a stop that was incredibly tight. And when we took out yesterday, first thing in the morning, the lows of the day before. So what's that, 14, 13? So when we took out the lows of, of, of August 13th, we were out of this position that roughly break even from where we stepped in. Okay? Now, I mean, the only way for you to get that real-time information from our trading desk is to literally have an account with us, and you would see that we would exited that position first thing yesterday morning. Um, so I don't mind taking a shot at key locations for what I think is the best investment thesis over the next – three to five to 10 years, I'm going to take my shots with tight stops, right? When I get the the shot correct, there won't be any pain in the trade. It'll just go, right? So if it starts to deteriorate, I'm gone quick, particularly if the general market is imploding. There's absolutely no reason to be married to an aggressive investment thesis. Make no mistake about it. I think it's a huge opportunity in the next three to five to 10 years, but it is aggressive, guys. We're at the beginning of the cycle. If you've been following along the last few months, I've been saying to you when it comes to cannabis, we're at the start of the cycle, and these stocks can drop 50% at any moment for any reason. Well, that's happening. That's happening, and that's great. They're coming right down to prices where we're going to get great opportunities. So let's look at the earnings announcements. I've always thought Canopy was the bellwether and the most important company to follow because of that $4 billion investment from Constellation Brands. (sighs) Last quarter, Bruce Linton was on the call. He said that was the trough quarter, which was a disastrous quarter if you recall, and then he got fired. Okay. Today's call. The most important thing to me for for investing in this stock is identifying if we're in the trough quarter, the, quote, kitchen sink quarter. I don't care if it's a terrible quarter. Tell me it's a terrible quarter. Right, the numbers are terrible. We all get it. But is that the bottom of your spending cycle, and will we start to see increased margins and revenue going forward. So if that's the case, then I start looking for a buy point. So that's what I was listening for on the call today. First of all, they have an interim CEO, right, who's out of here as soon as they hire somebody else. You know, so there's no credibility from really anybody on the call right now. There's no reason for him to stick his neck out and say it's a trough quarter. There's no reason for him to say anything. He he just wants to have a quarter where he doesn't get into trouble, and then he's gone when they hire somebody else. So the key takeaway number one from Canopy Growth today is we don't know if this is the trough quarter. Next quarter could be even worse. That's key takeaway number one. That stops me from buying the stock. That makes me feel like the fundamentals are not getting better. So if it was at the top of the whiteboard before, it's at the bottom of the whiteboard now. I don't know what's going on inside this company. Now, some of my followers, some of the subscribers, some guys on Twitter like to say to me, yeah, but Constellation's there, and they're not going to let this investment you know, implode. Okay, that may be true, and I've always thought that's why I like this company because Constellation's there. But that doesn't mean that what they end up doing at the end to take out Canopy or whatever you're thinking – that they're going to do to support the stock price um, will be beneficial to current shareholders. Okay. So don't make that assumption. Don't hold the stock just because Constellation put 4 billion in. You don't know what they're going to do. So we have to look at the fundamentals. So here are the fundamentals. I don't mind that gross margins imploded over the last quarter or two. Because I understand the business. This is not the internet. This is an agricultural business. They have to invest aggressively for grow, harvest that grow, then ship it. Six to nine month process. So if they have huge grow right now and massive expenses, margins contract, and then we should see in coming quarters, revenue ramp and margins go up as they start to recognize the success of that grow so the grow is enormous they're doing a great job there they're going to have product to deliver but number one i don't know if they're done with that heavy expenses so again it's not the trough quarter i didn't hear that on the call i want to buy this stock when i hear a terrible quarter and it's the trough and we expect to see results in the next quarter or two with higher margins. I didn't get that in this call. So that that's mark number one against Canopy. Mark number two against Canopy that was really disturbing. They're planning this grow. They have massive grow, massive expenses, contracting margins. Okay, I don't mind that if then we see deliveries and margins go up and revenue explode. But part of that thesis is contingent on the provinces of Quebec and and um, what's the other province, guys? Is it Ontario? I think it was. Um, somebody can correct me if I'm in, if I'm wrong about that. But I'm just checking my notes. I think that's right. Those two provinces are moving so slow with rollout that it's very hard for Canopy to figure out how big the growth should be to get those provinces to allow for more store openings so that growth can occur. It's almost like a chicken and an egg situation. Those provinces don't want to open more stores unless there's enough supply, so then these guys have to create a ton of supply and hope that the provinces open up more stores. God, that's an ugly situation. From an investing standpoint, if they get their inventory wrong, and that takes us to point number three on this conference call, key, key takeaway number three, they had an eight million dollar um, hit for 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 product returns, soft gels. Uh, and oils. So they – I mean, I, I hate to use this term, but it sounds like they stuffed the channel with product that's not selling, and they're going to have to take it back. And it hit that their um, um, their earnings call today. And they say that's just normal business for uh, products, they produce inventory, sell it out, and sometimes it comes back. I, I don't like hearing that. They overproduced a product, put it on shelves, and it didn't sell. Forget about the explanations and the excuses. So like there's zero credibility for management team right now. And we're supposed to believe that all of this grow will result in higher margins starting in Q, calendar Q4 this year, calendar Q1 next year. I'm having a very hard time believing them. This company needs a new CEO that brings serious credibility. Because now Wall Street's going to be uh, show us, don't tell us. I mean, best case scenario for the stock is that it just flatlines for a while. And then they actually have a quarter with expanding margins, and people can say, oh, okay, what they've been saying is actually happening. But what's the compelling catalyst to get us to buy the stock right now? There's zero. And instead, there's a lot of issues. So key takeaways. Um, Not the trough quarter. Provinces in Canada moving too slow. Building up inventory at a time where they're having to take hits on inventory returns. So let's just pump the brakes on the excitement that Constellation Brands put a lot of money into this company until they show us that they can deliver on what they keep promising. Those are the takeaways. Not my favorite conference call. Um, one of my favorite analysts on on, on Canopy Growth is, is uh, the analyst from Cowan & Company, and, and she sounded downright disturbed. Just telling you, that's just a anecdotal. As I listened to her question, she just sounded disturbed. I don't want to speak for her. I can't wait to see what her what her report is. All right, let's move on. Um, I think we've covered the key takeaways from Canopy Growth, and it really affects all of the LPs in Canada. If, if Canopy Growth is having that kind of a hard time figuring out inventories because of a couple of Canadian um provinces, then all of the Canadian marijuana investment ideas need to be um, um, reassessed to a certain degree until we see Canada, Health Canada, start to ramp up um, store openings to allow for sales. Okay, so let's move on to two of my favorite U.S. companies. Those of you who know me know I love the investment idea of Charlotte's Web, and it continues to outperform almost every stock in the space. It's, it's a simple investment idea and completely different than Canopy Growth from the standpoint that we have an incredible C-suite. We've got management team coming in from Johnson & Johnson, Kellogg's, InBev, all the right names. They're hiring in the last six to nine months to bring in seasoned professionals in the CPG space, consumer packaged goods. This is an easy story to understand. You don't have to worry about provinces in Canada. You don't have to worry about legality and illegality and rollouts. This is just selling CBD in as many stores as you can get it in and get while the getting's good. And Charlotte's Web is the best at that. Okay. Does that mean I still own the stock? In order to get the answer to that question, I suggest you go to our website, rosenthalcapital.com, sign up for the Armour Report. It's a free report, and I'll be sending out a report tonight to everybody on that list, as I promised I would when we got to 200 subscribers on YouTube. We did it. We're at 202, 203. Thank you very much for helping me out with that. Every subscriber on the Armour Report will be getting a report tonight about my holdings. I told you, I'd I'd tell you what were the top three holdings in the cannabis space in my portfolio when we hit that number. So I'm going to send that report out today, and I'm going to share with you what I'm doing with my Charlotte's Web position. The earnings were fantastic. They're delivering on their promise. Let's go over some of the thoughts, some of the takeaways. Let me see. Okay. Key takeaways, key takeaways. We already know this, but let's just remember this because this is pretty impressive. Charlotte's Web had 4,000 retail outlets. This is not including like their core business, which is online, right? This is just retail outlets. They're, they're, they're taking them, their business from an online business to a retail outlet across the country. And they've brought in the CEO. She comes directly from Kellogg's. She was running the $3 billion snack division. This woman knows consumer packaged goods. They've gone from 4,000 stores to over 8,000 stores in seven months this year. That's incredible. They've had a company like Kroger's start to roll them out across another 1,500-plus stores. But Kroger's has something like 20,000 stores countrywide. I mean, the, the growth that can occur inside of this current bu- business of 8,000 stores is, is enormous. And on the call, she, she, the, the CEO said to us she expects other big announcements coming out in the months to come, other big retail companies picking up Charlotte's Web. This story is rolling. Now, here's the thing that I was really concerned about, and I I really wanted to hear this discussion on the call, and it's about the FDA. That's the only fly in the ointment for me. Unintended. I love the story, but does the FDA come out and say some things about selling CBD that really stop this story in its tracks? I I hope not, but that is the biggest risk in the story. She said on the call that she doesn't believe that's the case. She thinks that, 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 and this is just her opinion now, she could be wrong, but she thinks that the FDA really wants to get this right, really wants to allow for rollout, just trying to get their ducks in a row, expects that um, announcement of... Direction from the FDA before the end of this year. And whatever they say in her mind is going to be positive for her business, not negative. So they put out an estimate of revenue. There's a pretty wide gap in that revenue estimate. And so we're trying to figure out on the call, you know, what has to happen to get to the top of that revenue gap. And I guess a part of it has to do with how fast the FDA moves. I think, I'm just telling you what I'm feeling, the key takeaway from this conference call, from what it sounds like she's trying to say, you're trying to read through the lines, if you will, that the FDA is going to make rulings that allow them to sell other types of products in Kroger's, not just creams. They'll have to package it right. They'll have to say the right things. The FDA will come out with directives, and they'll do that. But then you take these 8,000-plus stores that they're in, and they're just selling topicals in many cases, and all of a sudden, you start selling all the other products. And so it's it's hard to come up with what the revenue numbers will be. It, It could be enormous. So to a certain extent, we're beholden to when the FDA makes their rulings on how to sell CBD. It's a risk. She doesn't know what they're going to say. She's just telling her opinion. She thinks it's going to be positive for their business no matter what they say. She doesn't have um, – she didn't give the indication that she thought there's a possibility they could say, for instance, you can't sell CBD on a, uh, in a tincture. You know, I don't – it didn't sound like she thought that was going to happen. She thought that whatever they say, it's going to be positive. They'll get their directives, and they can start pushing product through channels. Um she also did say that even if that continues to be delayed, she thinks revenue growth will be stout this year just based on their current book of business and their web presence and all the other things they're doing. So that was a positive, a negative, a negative. You know, they were in a pilot project with Amazon to sell product, and they've canceled it. Things weren't going well on Amazon. That's interesting. Not sure why. They have a project going with Google that is going well, and they're continuing to work after And and use Google, I guess, as a source to bring revenue in from uh, their online stores and whatnot. So I guess the biggest takeaway there is don't – according to her, don't fear the FDA ruling. It should be a a nice clarification that helps for this business to go forward. Um, But as I read my notes here, that's also – Another issue, kind of like the uh, the canopy growth issue, which is how do you manage inventory if you don't know what the FDA is going to say? That's tough. So they're working on that, but it's not easy. Um, Their pet business is booming, very robust. She thinks that's going to be a big segment for them. All right, so just wrapping up, I guess that's really the only keys that I heard on the call for um, Charlotte's Web. I think the number was great. I think the numbers will continue to perform well, but you can't get too excited about an explosive quarter until the FDA comes out with their directives, and then the business can really explode. That's the key takeaway here. Don't get over your skis thinking the next quarter is going to be huge. It's just going to be a nice, steady growth rate, and then the hockey stick can occur once the FDA rules on how to package and sell CBD products. Okay, so let's move on to the last piece of this conversation, which was um, TrueLeave. You all know that TrueLeave has been my favorite MSO. Now, I mean, that doesn't mean I own it. Okay, I don't own it. I don't own it. I've told you guys that a long time ago. I'm out of that, those stocks, and they're getting killed. I don't I don't sit and hold things just because I love them. I've been preaching stop losses. Now, don't forget, Armor Report stands for Algorithmic Risk Management. It's all about risk management first. Then we capture upside. So we find ideas we like. We do research we, on companies we like, put them on the whiteboard, we buy them, and we have stops. Hits the stop, we get out, we buy back at cheaper prices, and in this case, we're going to be buying back at prices – or more below where we sold. So instead of being upset about the sell-off, I'm just loving it. Bring it all down. Keep doing the research. Find the names I want. Put them at the top of the leaderboard. Charlotte's Web stays at the top of the leaderboard. Canopy growth falls to the bottom of the leaderboard. Where does True Leaf sit? Right underneath Charlotte's Web. Their quarter was a killer. They keep delivering. Kim Rivers, the CEO, delivers on every number she's ever rec- ever ever stated. So I have a love affair with Kim. I think she's great. Okay, now let's move on. What are the uh, what are the key takeaways from the call? Um, the way to dominate a state, like True Leave is dominating is by increasing your grow. See, there's a lot of stores open. This is something people don't understand about Florida. There's a lot of stores opening, a lot of companies coming in. But if you don't have the grow to back up your retail outlet, what you have is an empty store with a lot of SKUs that aren't on the shelf. Okay? So what you need is a huge grow. And Leaf has been building up to this, and they released on the call today that their grow is 1.6 million square feet of cultivation and going higher than that over the next month or two. So they're crushing it in the grow space, which allows them to get skews on the shelf, which allows them to keep customers. Customers sometimes go and try other stores realize shelves are kind of empty, not, not many choices, back to True Leaf. She also said today that they're the, they're the price leader. A lot of other, these other stores that come in have prices higher than where Trulieve is. They're dominating the Florida business. They talked about on the call that there's a very strong likelihood that on the 2020 ballot, there will be a recreational use um, uh, process on the 2020 ballot for Florida. If that ever goes through, I don't have to tell you what that means for these stocks. And Leave is the dominant player in this, in this state of Florida. So, I mean, that's 2020. That's a ballot initiative. We have to see if the votes go through. We don't know. But it's there. And it's building. The momentum's building. So, Key takeaways from the call, their grow facilities are dominant, and it puts them in a dominant position in Florida. Their pricing power is is dominant. Florida looks like it may go wreck in 2020. This is why it's at the top of my leaderboard. I can't really think about anything on that call. I'm just trying to think through Is there anything on that call that made me uncomfortable? There there really wasn't. There really wasn't. It was just a great call, great numbers. I expect it to continue. Does it mean the stock's going to go up? No. Okay? They have a huge amount of shares under lockup. They extended the lockup, but some shares are coming out this summer. Some will come out next year. It's not a bad thing. I think that, that it would be nice to have a little more volume on the stock. Um, but more supply creates pressure. There's no doubt about that. And in a market where assets are collapsing and cannabis companies are being you know, destroyed, that's a tough environment for more shares to come out. That's the only thing. I'm like grasping at straws here trying to think of a bad thing about Trueleave. There's nothing bad about it. It was a great quarter. So to wrap up, we've got Charlotte's Web and Trueleave have earnings announcements that were phenomenal and the growth story is intact canopy growth at the moment is a mess and we're going to just have to revisit the next couple uh, earnings announcements to see can they prove that the growth they've created will start to move through channels and margins of go up all right I hope this has been helpful for you guys thanks for joining me certainly like this help me out on, on my uh, um, YouTube channel comment if you got questions I'll try to uh, address them tomorrow at 11:30 for our weekend review. Um, And uh, take care, guys. Good luck out there. Be safe.